The Evolve Network is now live at evolvenetwork.tv. Subscribe for meal plans, recipes, cooking shows, and our very own The Magic Pill and The Magic Plant, as well as access to my favorite documentaries. The Evolve Network is also home to our full library of podcasts, with new release podcasts airing first and in full on the channel. You can also watch selected vodcasts in a video format. Meanwhile, enjoy this highlight of our podcast and head over to evolvenetwork.tv for the full Evolve podcast experience. The Evolve with Pete Evans podcast is a conversation about my favorite ingredients for a healthy human experience. We take an informal look at topics that include nutritional and emotional well-being as well as expanded consciousness. I love exploring the topics that are not traditionally taught at school and take a deep dive into them with my special guests. I invite you to sit back and come along for the ride with an open mind and heart and please share with your family and friends as these podcasts may just be the seed from which many things will flourish from. Cheers. We've been using Waters Co. water filters for the last 10 years and I wholeheartedly trust my family's health with them. Waters Co. established 1977 have personal and domestic water filters which turns your ordinary tap water into great tasting alkaline ionized mineral water which removes up to 99.9% of fluoride, heavy metals, chemicals and bacteria so you can love your tap water again. The Bio 1000 is the latest edition of the BMP 1000 model and the culmination of over 40 years of experience and research into water filtration by some of the world's leading scientists. Waters Co. was first to market with natural gravity-fed systems, creating alkaline water way back in 1984, and have continued to lead the market in research and development, setting the benchmark for all other brands to follow. Please go to my webpage, PeteEvans.com, to learn more and to receive your special discount from my link on the products page. You're going to love it. Edward, thank you so much for joining us. How are you, brother? I'm, do- I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um, <laughs> So you're in, uh, you're in Sydney? Yeah, I am. And you? I'm in Vancouver. But I actually lived in uh, Australia for two years, oh, just over two years. I had a year in Sydney. I was in uh, Bondi and then uh, Tamarama, Glamorama Beach. <laughs> and then uh, I spent a year, a year or so over in Perth as well, in like the Fremantle, Cottesloe area. Fantastic. Well, you'd, you'd know this view right here then. This is, uh, that's North Bondi right there. Oh yeah, nice man, nice. Yeah, I've got the I got the view of. I mean, the blinds are down at the moment. Oh, there, but... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> great, great. Love it. I, I love it, man. I uh, I'm by the beach too in Vancouver. We're not quite as close as you, but I'm a couple blocks away. But I can't I can't pan you around to the water. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully <Yeah>. next time. <laughs> this isn't my home. This is actually it's actually my my ex partner's home, and okay. uh, my my kids live here, and uh, she's generously. Okay. <laughs> allowing me to do podcasts here and also to stay here too which is pretty cool after, nice. after a relationship separation and yeah uh, no it's cool i mean i'm really good friends with my ex as well um we stayed like where she's kind of like my sister it sounds kind of weird but it's weird you know we just we're cool it's kind of nice it's nice if you can do it you know <laughs> well this is what this conversation is going to be about today isn't it absolutely I mean, you, communication you, you've written a book and it's it's a it's called give uh, us the name so, so the book is called mindful communication for happiness um, my background really is, uh, back in uh, corporate business, uh, intellectual property, licensing, fortune 500 corporate type things. Um, and, uh, 
really I've been in communication, um, sales negotiation and studying like social dynamics and psychology for a long time. Like I've been meditating for probably 20 years. So that's kind of all health and wellness stuff because I'm an athlete. I'm a tennis player now. I used to compete in snowboarding and uh, my dream was always to play professional sports, but it didn't work out that way. It's just I, things took me on another path. So that's always kind of been my side thing, which is what I really love to do. And then I got into a business thing just because you got to make money. Um, but what happened over the past few years, I've been wanting to write the book for a while, but what really happened was just I had this a lot of really bad communication, especially down in the U.S. And things are just getting really bad, uh, you know, not just from the corporate level, but from right across the board. And I just I got so frustrated with people being fake and just like really, really bad communication and just seeing how it's affecting people's lives that I finally wrote the book and uh, put it out there and um, trying to help some people um, if they're interested, at least <laughs> on, uh, on trying to go getting a little deeper on their communication and, uh, and, and having a more positive life and affecting other people in a better way and, and also attaining, you know, getting a better life for themselves. I mean, that's the, you know. I like what you said, if they're interested. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's a big thing. Cause I don't want to be the guy that's out there pushing everybody to, you know, people are stressed to do this, doing that. And so, Hey, your communication is terrible. You need to do that. So it's like, well, I mean, I think you gotta be ready, right? You gotta, you gotta, there's gotta be a crack in the, of light coming in. Someone goes, ah, you know, maybe I should start looking into this area or that area, or, you know, sometimes it's a, a, a life event that's can be small. It can be big, but sometimes that wakes people up, you know? Well, it was interesting. It's interesting that you talk about this. Uh, nearly two years ago, I was in Costa Rica drinking some medicine with uh, a group of people. The, the medicine was ayahuasca. And I think it was the second or yeah, it was the second night, actually. And you have a little pen and paper with you handy. So when you are experiencing what you need to experience, you can jot things down. So you remember yeah. in the moment, yeah. in, the, in the present. Because you have these wonderful realizations about yourself and the universe and reality and, and everything in between and beyond. And one of the things I asked in that journey was, how do I communicate? Because I love doing what I do. I love teaching people how to cook. I love doing this exchange here, this form of communication and sharing of information. And I said, how can I do that more effectively? And the download came straight away. It said, make it an invitation for people. And, and I said, what do you mean? And the response was, if you, set an in, if, if you invite people, then it's their free will as to whether they right. will join you. You're, you're offering an invitation. That way it's not forcing anybody, but That's it's also right. not shying away from anything. You, right. You're presenting an information for somebody to, to come along this journey. Yeah. Absolutely, and, and I've realized that over, and I'll let you jump in here, but I've realized that over the last couple of years since then, when I go to invite people onto the podcast, I write a simple one-liner, hey, it's Pete Evans here. I would like to invite you to be a guest on my podcast, and it's as simple as that, and, yeah. and it's just that invitation, and I found it's worked so well for me across so many parts of my life since that point. It's an invitation. It's, it's, I'm not telling um, yeah. not it's you're not pitching them. You're not pitching. You're not giving them the hard sale right, of why they should come on the podcast. And you know, if they say no, then trying to push them uh, as well. And I, I think I use the same thing. And um, I, I feel like, especially, I'm very passionate about meditation. And I think it's something that I'd like to see more and more people do. And I don't. It, it comes up a lot because I'm so passionate about it. It comes up a lot in conversation with people I meet. 
Uh, but I do the same thing if it, if it comes up or it just comes up naturally usually, and I'll put it out there. And I don't really even say like, it just, it's very, very open, but it's out there. It's the same thing. It's an invitation. And sometimes people jump and they want to talk about it and they want to learn more about it. And then we can go down that road. Uh, and sometimes people are just, you know, you hear all the excuses of whatever. Oh, I don't like that. I don't do it. It's okay. You're not ready. You know, it might add a little point or something, but for the most part, it's just, yeah, the invitation. And uh, I think it's the best way to do it. Very, very natural. Yeah. So talk to us about communication and, and what you have been able to download into this book and concentrate into yeah, this book and then expand I, I, on that for us, please, brother. Absolutely. So um, the book was written, it's my first book. Um, so I learned a lot writing it and I think the next one will be a lot better because I missed out on a lot of stuff. Um, but the idea really was not to go super, super in depth and write a Bible. Um, I wanted to just kind of cover the cornerstones from my perspective on good communication kind of like the invitation so people can read it if they're interested and there's a lot of different points in there. And if there's something that they resonate with, whether that's, um, you know, the internal communication uh, or the external communication, um, certain sticking points they may have, they're not getting the results they want from people they're dealing with, whatever it is, business relationships, all of it. Um, so there's ideas in there for them, and then they can delve deeper down those roads if they find something in there that, that's, uh, that suits them. Um, so really, I wrote the book on, for that. So the invitation, people come into it, they read it, and then we can expand on from there. And I mean, ideally, I'm doing this not just to put a book out. Um, I didn't write it even to sell books. I wrote it because I really, I, it, it was like coming out of me. It was something I had to do. I had to put it out there. It was just, it's the way it goes, right? <laughs> so um, really what I'm trying to do is I want to get into helping people with uh, their communication, whatever level that is. We can do the health stuff, the meditation stuff. We can do people that are having trouble just talking face-to-face -face with people or whatever it is. Any, any, any um, communication is so vast. It's so deep. Um, and again, yeah, I think internal communication is something that holds people back a lot. Their internal dialogue can be very, very negative or it can be very fearful. And I, and I think that manifests itself outwards of uh, a lot of negativity or just nothing happening at all or just fear of actually going and doing what they, you know, you know, when you have that, it's just I've always had that in me. I don't know why. Uh, I thank my parents for really letting me kind of just run and go with things and not forcing me in, in one direction or the other. Like you, we want you to be a doctor or this or that. But I've always kind of followed my heart, um, whether that, you know, mentally or it didn't look like the smartest thing to do, like dropping out of school and like, you know, just like traveling through the Alps with a snowboard for a couple of years or whatever, whatever it is, I've always done that sort of stuff. And it's always kind of worked out. And I feel because you're just following your passion. So you're happy and you've got this beautiful energy with you and you kind of connect with the right people because you're following that. And I feel so many people aren't doing that. And then that's what you see manifesting in business meetings where people are lying and they're negative and it's just it's pulling everybody down. You're not, you're not getting anything done. And I feel a lot of that is just coming from this uh, ego, this, 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 this desire that people are just like, you know, consuming and wanting to be, it, it's just, it's all, uh, it's like a false image, right? Like a false story that people are living and it's not, it's just, that's creating all the issues. And I see that. And I'm just like, uh, you know, if there's just like one person even that like would read this and that, that would, they'd start looking at things differently and get into some of the internal stuff and then go into the external communication and realize the difference it's going to make in their life. Um, I'd be happy, you know? So. 
Well, let's talk about internal communication. What, do, okay. what does that mean? And where does it stem from this lack of trust or lack of confidence to be able to have a communication internally? I think, I think a lot of it, I, I mean, from my perspective, I think a lot of it was conditioning, um, you know, a condition from school, from a young age, conditioned to be somebody, um, we're conditioned to compete against people, we're conditioned in all these different ways. And it, it creates this, I think it creates a lot of pressure and persona, and then depending on your environment and your parental environment and all that, I think what happens is, you know, people create a lot of false sense of uh, identity. And then what happens is, internally there your subconscious or it knows that you're not being congruent i think is the word there's a lot of incongruence in communication because if you're not being your 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 natural self your true self if you're not letting that out to the world and when you're communicating with people it doesn't mean to be like direct to the point of upsetting people but it means you 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 learn to be smart with it so some people you can be a little stronger with your words and some people you need to be a little more gentle but that's fine that's part of the art of the communication but i think what the, the what happens is it builds this incongruence in people and then there's a fear because it's like you're talking about the medicine and things of, of that nature and what that does is that strips that all away and i think that's where you see some people now going into the medicine and they're not ready for it so you know what i mean so it's like the blinds are pulled off and it's like whoa uh, you know, and then you have a lot, there can be a lot of problems from that. It's like jumping in, you know, the deep end when you're not ready to swim yet, or you're not a strong swimmer. So I, what I like about the meditation side is it takes you slowly into that. Everyone's going to take their own path. And I'm not saying, you know, you should do this or do that. I mean, I've done both. Uh, I can tell you like in my twenties, I was into the more the experimental side of things, but, um, I, you know, the meditation really was what kind of grounded me, I found, and I've really just stuck with that. I think once you can get into the deeper states, it takes time, but you're going to access the same type of same areas, uh, or you can go into all these different, uh, you know, the uh, areas of the mind and so on and so forth. So I think being able to be ready to face yourself. And I think a lot of people are scared of that. And I get it. Like, I totally get it. But I think for people that are ready to wake up or they're, or they've had a life incident and, you know, the light is shining through now, this is the time to go, Hey, you know, how do I open this more? And how do I, you know, am I ready to look inside and just start maybe with one thing, you know, but I think everybody knows when they're out there communicating with the world, if they're being fake or not, or if they're afraid of being exposed because they have, you know, something that they don't want someone to say. So it comes up, you know what I mean? Things like that. And, and I think that the, the internal, you have to start internally with that because you have to go in and look at it and you have to go, man, you know, I got to deal with this. Right. And, uh, and from there, because if you're, if you're incongruent, your internal communication is going to be that of fear. It's going to be that of insecurity. It's going to be that of untruthfulness. It's going to be all these different things. And that's, a, that's a lot of stress to have inside you, you know, and you see the, you know, full grown adults, um, that haven't done any sort of, you know, and it just, it's, it's, I mean, I started this journey when I was, you know, 25, I'm 45. So imagine if, you know, you wait till you're in your sixties. I mean, there's a lot, like, you know what I mean? Like there's can be a lot of stuff built up. Right. And I didn't have like a super, super traumatic life. I had a great childhood. I had a great, you know, time growing up, but I still had all these insecurities and the conditioning and this and that, and the trying to, you know, creating kind of this, this, uh, false identity. And it caused a lot of problems, you know, uh, didn't make me happy. I found myself at that age 
uh, who are like 27 with, you know, hot girlfriend, CEO of my own company. Uh, my life looked great from the outside, you know, but I was drinking a lot. I was taking, you know, some recreational drugs. I just, I wasn't happy at the end of the day. There was a, you know, I was just like, why am I not happy? <laughs> There's gotta be something more. Um, and, uh, I wasn't congruent. I was trying to be someone I wasn't. And, um, I think that's really where the journey started for me and the whole experience. And, uh, now I've, I feel like I've got uh, a good point starting point experience to really help people that are interested, you know, but you got to start inside. So talking about helping people. So take us through some of the practices. I mean, you've mentioned meditation, but talk to us about where, where people need to start with, or maybe I shouldn't say start, but explore right in relation to their communication. What are some of the, I guess, the, the flags I guess the flat, yeah. I mean, anything that's causing you stress, I think, I mean, if people are really honest with themselves, I think the problem is, is everybody kind of knows, but they, you know, you create this kind of avoidance to it. And it's like, I think everybody has like one or two things that if they're new to, or even every, even if you're advanced with working on yourself, you're still working on stuff, you know, but I think when you're new to it, there's going to be some, some big flags there, whether that's, very negative, maybe internal dialogue, like self-defeating, like they call it, you know, whatever it is, or, or like a fear of you're not good enough or strong enough or to, you know, all these different things or whatever it is. Some people are afraid that they're too tall or they're too ugly or that God knows there's a million different things. I think everybody's different, you know? And so that's really what I think when you're trying to help people, you need to, to sometimes guide them and talk to them. But I think just if someone's doing it by themselves to start with, really start to find a couple things that are causing you a lot of stress on a daily basis that you know are holding you back, you know, um, and, and, and start just being honest with yourself about it, looking at it and going, you know, where does this stem from and trying to take it back and, um, and trying to just, just work on it. And I think you need to read some books and you probably need to talk to somebody. It's, it's very difficult just to, to just, do it by yourself. I think you need a little bit of guidance, but I think starting with, I want to start on this area, you know, I want to have more positive internal communication perhaps, or I want to chase this dream that I, that is burning inside me, but I'm working this job over here that I, I, I you know what I mean? Cause I feel it's the right thing to do, but, but <laughs> every day I wake up, I'd love to be over here. You know, I'd love to be out surfing. Well, go do it, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> easier said than done. But so there's, a, there's, there's some, there's some wiring in there that needs to be changed and, 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 you know, but, uh, I, and I, I think too, where the meditation is great because I think most people that don't meditate, um, they're not necessarily aware of their mind. They're, they're just in the mind all the time. They're not in the, necessarily in the present moment. Maybe they are, if they're on doing a sport or something, but they're not really sure why they're, they're enjoying it so much. And I think the meditation starts to give you some space where you can eventually start to observe yourself and then obviously as your attention and your focus grows stronger, then you can use that to work on yourself. And of course, stay more in the present moment because your focus is going to be deeper and start to realize all this other stuff is just background noise, you know, and it doesn't have to, to control you or, or guide your life at all. You know, mm, interesting. I was just with my, at my mum's house this morning and, uh, she needs to get a new car and, and my daughter, my oldest daughter is, uh, driving now she's got a her learner's permit and uh we we threw around the idea of the 
two of them sharing a car, uh, my mum and my daughter. And it was interesting because my mum was, I could feel her going into a bit of bit of fear about that. And I, and I just said, what's what's going on? She goes, well, I like to have my car here in the mornings. And uh, I know Chili, my, my oldest daughter, likes to go to a friend's house and spend the night there. So I don't think it's going to work because then I won't have the car here in the morning when I want to go shopping and she'll, she'll right. have it from the night before. I said, I said, mum, I said, how about uh, we just talk about this and potentially set some, some boundaries, you know, if the car's going to spend the night outside of, of your car spot, um, then, you know, make that perfectly clear that it needs to be back at seven in the morning for you to go shopping in the morning when you need it, you know. Right, right. And I said, I said do you trust your granddaughter? Because it sounds like you don't trust her. You know, what is, the, what is this about? Because it doesn't seem like it's just about a car. It's Yeah, like there's a, usually more. There's more on top, right? You know, and I won't go any deeper than that because, no. you know, it was, but it's really interesting. I, I'm, I'm bringing this up because I feel it's what you've been talking about is this com- honest communication with ourselves when these fears arise or fight or flight responses or triggers, you know, for me, my perception of my mum is that um, she wants to have control. Right. Over, over, Most people over. try to control, and that's the thing. And that's where I go back to the internal dialogue because the majority of people, including, I'm getting a lot better at it, but even, uh, you know, like the idea is to have a clear mind most of the time when you need it. And, and I think most people are just caught in, in constant thinking and that constant thinking is just always trying, your mind is trying to calculate, like, is this good? Is it bad? And you brought me to a very important point. And thank you for bringing that up because what I talk about a lot in the book and that's feeling, feeling your way through things. And it's like when something like that comes up, say most people will just go straight into like a mental calculation of, is it good? Is it bad? Is it control? Is it ego? Is it or you know what I mean? Like all these different kind of emotions and stuff come up. But if you just clear your mind and you've worked on some meditation or you, you know, you're doing some development and you, you're getting a, you're starting to really get in tune with your intuition, you really start to feel into it and just go, does that feel right or not? You know, cause it might feel great, but you go, but I'm not going to have the car like five days a week, but it feels right. So you're like, okay, cool. Let's go with it. Don't need to think. But as soon as you get into that, uh, you know, it just, you got the, on the hamster wheel. Right. And it's just, you're not going to, you never get the right answers from that. You know? Um, yeah. It seemed like I never have, you know, <laughs> you know, and, and it just seemed like fear, like, but, yeah. but it didn't seem like rational fear over something. And I was like, Oh, there's something underneath this. Mum. I think, right. okay, yeah. ha- have a little exploration about what this yeah. actually is. Cause it's not about her having the car, no. <laughs> not having the car there. So but, there's, there's, yeah. some, there's something deeper for you to, to explore right. here. And that's just a very small example. Right. You know, yeah, but it, of, it's of something little, little bit in, inconsequential in the big scheme of drama right. in, in people's right. lives, but you can see how it can, manifest yeah. into it ca- I catch myself with little things all the time and the beautiful thing about it is you you know the deeper you go <laughs> you find more right and it, it's like it, it might not be that often but like you feel that you know like that, that that sort of reaction come up or the and you're like whoa there's something there you know and uh it, it's it's a great journey because I think as you start to clear yourself out more and you just become more 
congruent and going with the flow and staying in the present moment and, and, and just like living your, your dharma, I suppose, you know, as a word, a lot of people know it's kind of growing popular, but you know, if you're following your, your passion and you're following what feels right to you, um, I, you know, I just, just, you gotta let go. And I think that's, that's the hardest thing is to let go. And I, that's why I think the meditation teaches people to let go. And when you start to let go, you let go of that control over your internal dialogue your, and this, everything's okay. Just be yourself, <laughs> you know, easier said than done, but it, it's a beautiful thing. And I, I want more people to do that and experience it. And what I see is people are going the other way. And, you know, the, the, um, when I emailed you about the podcast, we were, I actually saw you talking to Shervin. I'm a tennis player as well. And I, I follow Shervin for a little bit. I, I know he, he helps out um, Novak with the, the health side of things. And the, he, you know, always a great, uh, has, a, has a great conversation at, sort of really resonate with a lot of things he, he talks about, but you guys were talking about the awareness as well and uh, out surfing and, uh, you know, people not looking up right at the, at the planes going over, uh, chemtrails and stuff. But, um, you know, I see so much of that. It, it's crazy. Like even just at the grocery store, there's some self checkouts and I'll just be in the self. I'm not in a rush, but I'm in the self checkout. There's like one or two people ahead of me and there's like two of them open. There's only six, there's two open and they're standing there just like, like staring through the wall, man. Like, you know, and I'm like, uh, after a minute goes, I'm like, Hey, excuse me, that one's open and that one's open. So they go, and it happens like almost every day. Like I'm like, I should get, I'm working at the store almost, you know? And I'm just like, you know, not, it's not all headphones in on the phone. Like just, just, just so like, like zombied out. And it's kind of scary. Cause I mean, look, everybody does it once in a while. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, but I'm just saying, I see this, I'm seeing this more and more and more and I'm seeing it just, you know, um, just like people totally like almost going in the opposite direction. And I think the technology is not it, technology. I, I think it's neutral if it's used in the right way. I'm a proponent of it. I think a lot of it is causing a lot of, a lot of damage as well. Um, just, you know, I've got a friend who's a monk, um, quite a, I, I won't say his name. He's quite a famous monk. He travels a lot, does a lot of talks. And uh, he always says his suffering is when he goes to the airport and, you know, people are bumping into him, they're on their phone and they're walking into him. And he's just like, well, he's been in a monastery for like 50 years. And he's just like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> you just can't figure it out. Like, welcome to the modern, you know, welcome to the modern world. <laughs> it's interesting but, about so it's social media and technology. Uh, yeah. The last few weeks of, I've made a conscious decision not to share I was sharing a lot of stuff and, um, you know, quite repetitive stuff, you know, about the pandemic, about Fauci, about climate change, about the financial institutions, you know, the, the agenda basically and everything that fitted into the, uh, the globalist agenda, if you like to call it or, or whatever, the cabal. And... I decided a couple of weeks ago, I was like, you know what, I'm going to take a, a, a different path for a little while and just share a little bit of, of what I think is actually solutions, recipes, podcasts, and not to, not to fill the space with more and more of the same vaccines are bad and look how many yeah. people are dying from it yeah. and this is a conspiracy here even yeah. though it's probably uh, true. And that... Yeah. 
I, I think it's not good for people. I think it's a smart choice on your end to do that. I mean, but it's part of the experience. It, it gets part of the gets part of communication. I've found the same thing personally. Like I don't actually use any social media right now. Um, just I, I just don't want to put my head into it. I think it's good for business and stuff. But I think if I did use it or I do use it again in the future, it's more like what you're talking about now. And that's more just putting out some just it's not that you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just feel like I'm not saying things are yes or no, right or wrong, but it's just putting out like the solutions or here's something that can help you as opposed to I just see so much fear. The media is doing that. Like the, the mainstream media has got people covered mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? and it's hey. like i think if people are ready to talk about that you can have those conversations i think it's fine um but um i don't know yeah well I, I've, I, I've, I've been like that too I, i've just been more like let's just talk about solutions like i don't i just don't i don't want like i don't want the negativity i don't i don't watch any mainstream anything like you know and it's just like the people i know that do it's just like you know it's unbelievable it's been great for, uh, really interesting for me listening and experiencing what that's like because obviously I follow uh, interesting people like Chavin's mate uh, or uncle uh, David Avocado Wolf and so I pop on every day or so and have a look at his feed because his is always quite entertaining and and he'll post things that uh, I I wouldn't post because it's 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 it's, it crosses the line even though it's quite relevant and and I would like to post and and over the last week or two I've been like Oh fuck! That would be a good one to post right now too. And, yeah, but it's interesting because I hold back, and then I just feel what that. Go with, yeah, the feeling. Go with experience the experience is like. It's like, well, what am I actually doing this for? And uh, my wife right. brought it to my attention. Sometimes she goes, "You just want people to laugh at some of your things." I'm like, "Mm-hmm, yeah." Yeah. Where's the intention behind yeah. it? And I, I, where's the intention behind this communication, whether it's posting or talking? Why? I, I ask myself that all the time and, and um, I've destroyed a lot of my ego, but there's still some there, obviously. And, <laughs> and it's very obvious when it comes up. You know, some, it's tricky, right? The, man, oh. the, the, the mind, the ego of mind. But it's like, yeah, I, I think that's the thing. And I think for some people, they are there. Maybe that's the right I really hope you enjoyed the first half of this podcast. If you'd like to listen to the rest, please visit evolvenetwork.tv. That's evolvenetwork.tv. We'll see you there. The information, views and opinions expressed in this podcast should not be treated as a substitute for nutritional, medical or other advice by a qualified professional. Guests in this podcast express their own opinions, experiences and conclusions. Nothing in this podcast should be used to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any medical condition. Neither Pete Evans nor any sponsor endorse any views, opinions, or conclusions expressed or shared in this podcast.